You're listening to Tarot Talk, and I'm your host, Holly Ramey. I'm going to serve you some practical magic and give you tips and tools to bring the mystical into your everyday life. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first ever episode of Tarot Talk. I am your host, Holly Ramey, and I am a professional tarot reader, Reiki master, and yoga instructor. And today I'm going to answer a question written in by Jesse in Nashville. Jesse writes, I struggle a lot with basing my beliefs about myself on what other people might think of me. To be even more specific, I worry a lot about what other people might think, and I often stop myself before trying something new, out of fear that people will say, who does she think she is doing X? Rationally, I know other people aren't thinking about me this much, but this irrational thought pattern really holds me back from moving forward in life. How can I learn to be less fearful of other people's potential judgment? Okay, this is a great question, Jesse. Thanks so much for writing in. I've pulled three tarot cards, and I'm going to answer your question using the lens of the tarot. So the first card I've pulled for you is Strength. Strength is a beautiful card, not just about physical strength, but about bravery and courage, about our ability to be vulnerable and to be seen and to be heard. And at the root of your question, Jesse, I think that's really what you want, right? To be seen and to be heard, not to be judged and not to be criticized. The thing is with strength is that it requires us to be vulnerable. It requires us to take a risk. And that's where the courage comes in, right? Loving another person is taking a risk that that love won't be returned to us or that we will lose that love either because the other person will leave or they'll pass away or whatever it is, right? And so now you are being called upon to really have the strength and to really have the courage to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there even in the face of potential judgment. I truly believe that what we believe about ourselves is reflected back to us by other people and by the situations we find ourselves in in life. So if you are really believing and judging and criticizing yourself and believing that you're not worthy of love or worthy of success or worthy of whatever you are trying to go out there and do, you're going to find people in situations that are going to reflect that back to you. The next card that I see, the King of Swords, he is the the character in the tarot who really harnesses the mental state, right? The swords in the tarot represent our mind and the patterns within our mind. Seeing the father of swords here really tells me that it's time for you to use this sword to harness your mind and to rewire your brain. We can use the sword as a tool to to help ourselves or to harm ourselves, right? And we often judge and criticize ourselves way, way more and say way more terrible things than we, to ourselves than we would ever say to someone else. So how can you use the sword as a tool to help you? How can you rewire the brain? I also pulled here the Eight of Pentacles. And the Eight of Pentacles is about moving from apprentice into master. And how do you do that? 
You go and you do the damn thing every single day. You chop wood, you carry water, and you do your work, Jesse. So you've had this belief. You know it's irrational. You're ready to get over it. We have to practice rewiring the brain. So pick five or six tools that you can do every single day to help you become a master of your own mind. Some of my favorite tools, positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are beliefs and ideas that you repeat over and over and over again until you ingrain them into your brain. In yoga, we call this a samskara. It's a deep groove. You've been playing the same thought, the same story, the same pattern over and over and over again, probably since you were young, and now you've got to learn how to retrain it. So use your affirmations every single day to help you do that. Go through, um, look up Louise Hay, look through her work, listen to her affirmations, pick out some that really resonate with you and say them to yourself every single day or make up your own and say them to yourself every single day. Have the vulnerability and the courage to look into your own eyes in the mirror and say those affirmations to yourself every single day. Some days it's going to feel great. Some days you're going to feel like a fraud. You're going to say these things to yourself. It's going to feel untrue. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel vulnerable and it's not going to be easy. But what the eight of pentacles tells us is to keep going, to keep doing it, even when it feels hard, even when it feels mundane, even when it feels untrue. Another really great resource is journaling and meditation. These things help us to become more aware, to get our thoughts out on paper. Meditation especially gives us some space to witness our thoughts so that you can really uncover what these beliefs are. As a quantifier, I pulled the four of pentacles, which is about lack mentality and scarcity. This is about what you believe you're deserving of. Do you believe that you're worthy of love? Do you believe that you're worthy of success? What do you truly believe? Write down those beliefs on a piece of paper. See where they come from. See where they originate. See what you truly think about yourself and what you want to do. And then I also like to utilize a technique called tapping or EFT. You can Google it. You can find so many resources. Um, Gala Darling is one of my favorite resources to tap with and to learn about tapping. Um, But you can actually tap through some of these beliefs that you have. And the tapping, along with the affirmations, just helps to shift that mentality, not only um, in the mind, but also physically and energetically by tapping on different meridian points in the body. So I'm a true believer in using these tools and using them consistently and over a long period of time. This isn't something that's going to change for you overnight. This is a long-held pattern and belief that you're going to change over time. And it's going to get easier and easier as you go. So I mentioned a few tools, affirmations, tapping, journaling, but you might find some other tools like therapy and things like this that can help you as well. I would say the thing to keep in mind is that your beliefs are just thoughts and thoughts can be changed. They are not a permanent state. They are just a reflection of something that you are maybe taught or something that you are maybe shown at a younger period in your life, and now you have continued to carry that pattern into your older years. 
but it doesn't mean that you can't change it. It's going to take some courage. It's going to take some vulnerability to really put yourself out there even when you're afraid. And even if you're in a place where you're afraid, you can say, I'm going to put this fear in the back seat and I'm going to drive the car so that your fear can exist. You don't have to overcome it. It's not a bad or wrong part of you, but it is something that you allow yourself to recognize and then say, it's okay that this fear is here, but I'm going to go ahead and do this thing anyway. It's okay that I'm afraid of this judgment, but I'm going to go ahead and do this thing anyway because it's my God-given right, and because you can harness the power of your mind to overcome your fear or to at least move through it and move with it. And I think the most important part of this, Jesse, is to remember that the judgment is not ever coming from others. It's only coming from yourself. So looking deeply at some of those questions around your self-worth and how you can change the picture, how you can change the narrative into something that you truly believe in. Write down what you truly believe from your heart and then replace that with those beliefs that are coming from your mind. All right? I hope that this helps. Thank you so much for this question and I hope that it helps everyone else out there too. Take care. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second portion of the show. Again, I am your host, Holly Ramey, and just a few announcements about myself. I am a professional tarot reader, a Reiki master, a yoga instructor, and I give one-on-one sessions here in Nashville, Tennessee, where I live with my family. Or if you'd like, I do distant sessions, both tarot and Reiki, and you can book those on my website at hollydramey.com. If you're here in Nashville, I'll be having a free full moon ceremony hosted at Free People in Edge Hill Village, and I'm also offering one open spot in my one-on-one mentorship program. The applications and the details for that are also on my website at hollydramey.com, but it is a personalized one-to-one program to give you tools to help you strengthen your intuition, dive deeper into a spiritual practice, and basically work on the things that are most important to you. All right, you guys, so all that info is on my website. Let's dive right in to the energetic forecast for the second half of April. So I pulled a card for several important events that are going to happen in the stars this week. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is Mercury retrograde, right? Mercury came out of retrograde a few weeks ago, but it's still been in the shadow period. So tomorrow, Tuesday, the 16th, Mercury is going to come out of its shadow in Pisces and start to gain more momentum. So you may notice a shift in energy at this time. When Mercury moves backwards in space, it asks us for reflection, for review in the areas in which it's moving through. So it was moving through the very watery emotional sign of Pisces. 
all through Aries season so far. So if you've noticed, you may not have felt super fire. You may not have felt that really intense energy of Aries coming through in your life. Now, I pulled a card for this Mercury coming out of shadow. And the card that I pulled for us is the Eight of Pentacles. Now, eights are cards about transformation and change. And the pentacles is the suit of earth element. And so it pertains to our material world. And I often see this really closely pertaining to our work. So if there's anything that you have been working on, any projects in your career, any projects that you've been trying to move forward with, and you felt kind of stalled during this Mercury retrograde, which has been, you know, the past six weeks or so then this is a time for things to start moving again. The energy of this card offers dedication. It offers us the ability to transform from apprentice to master to really start to bring all of our skills and the tools that we have together to create something new, but it's the earth element, so it takes time. So we have to have a little bit of patience while we're doing this work, but do know that things are going to start to pick up and you'll be able to keep moving forward on those projects to keep bringing things together now. So really putting your head down, staying dedicated, staying loyal to your projects. If you've abandoned anything, anything out of frustration over the last few weeks, go ahead and pick it up again. It's going to be time to start moving forward with that now. Okay, you guys, the second thing that's coming through is actually a really special and rare occasion. We're going to have a full moon in Libra on Friday, April 19th. And the reason this is special is because the moon was in Libra last month as well. So we're having a moon, a full moon in the same sign two months in a row. What's also interesting about this is that we will not have a full moon in Cancer. I think this is really interesting because we're we're in the same themes, right, of Libra season. So it's like anything that we weren't able to fully release around the energy of Libra, we get to work on again this month. And Libra is all about balance. Libra is all about relationships and how we find balance in relationships, how we balance the give and receive of love, right? And do we have strong boundaries? And are we taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of others? So I pulled a card for the energy of the full moon and I got the Hierophant. So this is a major arcana card. So these are kind of the big players in the tarot. So major arcana cards talk about our major soul lessons. And the Hierophant represents structure and tradition. He also represents higher learning. So when we see him, it's often an opportunity for us to seek wisdom. And whether we're seeking wisdom from a very traditional form, like religion, or we're doing a different form of spirituality, or even study, or maybe even travel, this is a time during this full moon to reach out for some higher learning to find the people who you connect with, who are your tribe, who are interested in the same spiritual disciplines as you, and get together with them. 
This can be any group. This can be a group of friends. It could be a spiritual group. It could be your church group. It could be AA group. It could literally be anyone. But this full moon is a great time to connect with that energy or maybe even start to seek some wisdom through a teacher, a mentor, a guru, right? The guru means one who sheds light. So if you've been thinking about studying some type of spirituality or some type of higher learning that's going to help you advance in your career or your personal life, this full moon is a great time to do it. It's a great time to connect with others. It's a great time to work on balance, right? And finding the balance between give and receive. Are there any boundaries? Are there any codependent tendencies that you need to look at? Use the energy of this full moon to do so. And to me, full moons really represent an energy of release. So while on the new moons, I'm planting seeds of intention for what I want to work on and bring into my life, on the full moons, I'm looking a little more at what's standing in the way of that manifestation. What patterns, what thoughts, what disciplines, what people, what work can I get rid of now? in order to serve my higher good? Is there anything that needs to be changed now? I use the energy of the full moon to help illuminate those things for me. During full moon periods, the moon is bright, right? We can see it, it's at its brightest of the month. And so it really helps to illuminate whatever we need to see. And that's why there was a lot of ceremony and ritual done on the full moon because it was so bright you could go out at night and see and the full moon has the highest amount of gravitational pull so the soil is really high right in the earth so farmers would harvest at this time this would be a time for celebration the energy is is higher we have about 70 or 80 percent water in our bodies right and just as the full moon affects the tides in the ocean it also affects us it affects the gravitational pull of the water in our own body so you may feel more sensitive around the new moon you may or i'm sorry the full moon you may feel more energized around the full moon there's definitely statistics that show more people are going to the hospital on the full moon there's more emergencies there's this kind of heightened energy so for me on full moons i like to take it easy i like to rest a little bit more and focus on release, but it can be a very personal practice. So see how you're feeling at the end of this week on Friday. Are you going to be ready to kind of go out and blow off steam after a long week of work, gather together with friends, do ceremony, or do you feel more like going inward? Do you feel more sensitive? Do you just want to go home and take a bath? There's really no right answer. It really depends on where you are in your personal cycle, in your personal rhythm. But when we start to notice how we feel during these moon phases, it helps us to connect and to align with our true nature. And then you can work and do some ritual and intention with that. So a great full moon ritual to do this month and especially in Libra season, which is so focused around balance, is to... Maybe light a white candle and a black candle. One to represent feminine and one to represent masculine, right? And in your feminine candle, your white candle, write down the things for which you want to receive. 
and then in your black candle, the masculine candle, write down the things in which you're ready to release and then spend a few moments meditating with that. And you can even do what's called alternate nostril breathing, which is a pranayama or a breath work that's focused around balance. And if you've never done that before, there's tons of great YouTube videos um, where you can just read about it on a website like yogajournal.com. It's called Nadi Shodana Pranayama. Okay, you guys. So the last card I pulled to represent some energy for the rest of April is the five of wands reverse. Now wands are the fire energy and we are shifting out of Aries season and Aries is a fire element. And what happens with the five of wands is that our fire tends to get scattered. We're not utilizing it to its highest potential, right? This is the solar plexus chakra and this is our willpower and our confidence our fire helps us to manifest the things that we really want in the world and so with the five of wands there's some type of superficial conflict that's um asking us to bring our fire together and stop dispelling it in different areas so really looking at your life and seeing where the conflicts that you can just walk away from. Where are you putting too much fire and too much energy? Time to let that stuff go. Before you engage in some kind of ego battle, ask yourself, is it worth winning? Do I want to win just because I'm going to be right? And what is the cost of that? Am I going to feel good? Is the other party going to feel good? What is the purpose of this? And if you really don't feel like there's value, just walk away. This is a time to really harness your fire and manifest the things that you want. But you can't do that if you're taking too much energy and spreading it out in different directions, right? So bringing your fire inward and utilizing it only for what you need and letting go of any superficial conflict, any petty arguments, anything that's happening in relationships where you're giving your fire away too much, let that go this month so that we can start May with a fresh new energy. All right, you guys, I hope that this helps. I hope you have a great week. And this is my first podcast recording. So if you like this, please rate it. Um, Give me a five-star rating, write a comment, share it with your friends, do all the things to help it uh, get out there into the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be with you again in May. Take care.